Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Maeve Ferguson, who champions frustrated expert coaches to get off the roller coaster and create their evergreen coaching business with the Evergreen Lifestyle Business Blueprint. And Maeve is a successful CEO and international best-selling author, known for her innovative approach to scaling online businesses using her proprietary strategy and blueprints. Ah, oh, I love that. Maeve, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so, so much for having me. It is absolutely wonderful to be here. Awesome. Well, you're so, so welcome. Thank you for being here. So, hey, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today, your business, and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, so essentially, uh, you kind of summed it up. So I work with expert coaches, um, but it's all about those coaches who have maybe been on that launch roller coaster, opening up their doors once or twice a year and have been through um, the, the scraping themselves off the floor that anybody has who has launched before um, has been through and really helping them to build a sustainable evergreen coaching business and making, making them move away from that launch model. Mm. Oh, so we can talk about launch fatigue because crumbs, that is a very real thing. It can. It's a very real thing. <laughs> well, any, any fatigue, we, you do this amazing thing, even launching a business. And yes, I've done this thing, but damn it, I'm fucking tired now. That took a lot out of me. And yeah. now I have to fulfill. So there's an awful lot that goes into this. So how how do you help guide your clients to, is it the initial awareness they don't know what they don't know. Is it, okay, what, what are the barriers that are in their way of going evergreen? What is it that you find like time and time again is the the first thing that you, you kind of work on? I think the the biggest thing is the kind of the belief that group coaching has to be de- delivered in cohort style. So it's like my program will only work if people go through this six week container or six month container together um, and then they have this belief and, and the virtue of that cohort model ties them and must tie them to the launch roller coaster. So it's really mm. allowing them to shift how they structure their offers. Um, yeah. First of all, to make them irresistible, but structure those offers in a way that they can become evergreen almost immediately and allow them then to break free from that kind of being stuck in this six month or 12 month launch cycle. Mm. So yeah. when you say evergreen, this is this is still it encompasses like the DIY. It is the non-touch points, but also the the group, the privates with direct touch points, but ongoing enrollments. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that we don't have the kind of the, the cart closed type environment. Um, the doors are always open, um, but there are obviously various different strategies that you can use to help people make that decision so that your program doesn't become the, oh, I'll do that next month. I'll do that next month. I'll do that next year because I can enroll anytime. Yeah. A lot of um, different bonuses and things you can structure to make sure that people are making that decision to dive in right away. Now let, let's give some some bits of advice in that area because oh my word I mean it's as, as a coach ourselves we're inundated with all these adverts and strategies and hacks and things you can do and here's what you need to do and yeah the scarcity whether it's real or embellished there's a number that it, it plays a role in the psychology of the buyers so you're right what you just said there having the scarcity of here's when the cart closes here's when you're, you're now out versus oh yeah you can come back anytime well once that dopamine wears off once you go back into the justification and the excuses that you have yeah it's yeah i i can do this on my own i don't need this there's so much goes into place so how how do you help your clients to bridge that gap between not having that level of scarcity Mm -hmm. and not allowing not enabling your clients to be able to just drift and not help themselves not help themselves yeah well i think there's a couple of different things that we you can do and it really depends where they are in their business journey so if in their relatively earlier years they can use say for example beta pricing once you've kind of moved on from that um, ambassador level pricing that continues to tear up and increase over time and even at a high ticket level it can go from kind of like 10k to 12.5k to 15k to 20k etc and that is always a, a really good kind of um, motivator for people. You know, you're saying like the investment goes up next Tuesday to such and such. Um, mm. And then once you kind of get to that stage where you're, you maybe flagship program is sitting at 15K or 10K or whatever your number is, then what we, you can really use inside your, your kind of your automated evergreen structure um, are these time sensitive bonuses. So basically building in absolutely ridiculous bonuses that people would nearly pay the full investment of the program just to get the bonuses. And those bonuses are so insane, but they go away. Um, I think that's a really, really useful one that we see working again and again that yeah. just allows people to take fast action. Yeah. Can, can I pause there? Because, okay, yeah. so we've, we said we're not having scarcity in the cart close and the cohorts, but we are having scarcity with some bonuses. We are having scarcity with the kind of pricing structure. Mm-hmm. So my first question was, how do you not enable someone to put it off versus not be able to enroll all year round now with the the the, the pricing structure and the bonuses mm-hmm. how do you do that without devaluing your course because if you let's take it to the things in the supermarket for example if you always see something at 50 percent off and that's what you buy it as mm-hmm. and then it goes to full price like well i'm not buying that because i'm it now psychologically has a price point has a value of this so how do you allow your clients to use this yeah, so I think it's I think it's it's not fifty percent off. I think it's 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 the flip side of that. It's the, the investment is now five k and it's going to be ten k, and then it actually does move to the ten k and it can incrementally increase. Mm-hmm. So we're not actually doing you know x number of dollars off because that's kind of like more like a cheap and nasty type approach. This is yeah. more 
kind of tearing up that um over time and the way we've done it in our programs is as we have added more and more value to our higher higher ticket programs as we've added in new coaches and new services new reviews that we provide we have been justifiably been able to increase that investment um as these new kind of you know luxury retreats have been added or a copywriting coach has been added and things like that Mm. So that is kind of like a really good decision point for like jump in now because this new coach is going to be added to the program next month. You're going to get access to all of that, but the investment will increase to X by then. And we find mm. that, that works really well. And then the 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 bonus piece where they're going to get something extra, super kind of shiny and sexy. Um, and the way we we actually do that is the your application has to be so we have a by application only um program and it's the application has to be submitted within a certain timeline and the call can be in the future with our program advisors but that application um is what the kind of date and time of the submission of that is the decision point for whether they get that bonus or not so they're on mm. your workshop there they're on your evergreen workshop and they are putting in their application before the workshop ends type yeah. thing so let's look at the, the the psychology of the business owner. Um, mm. There's so much in this with if things aren't working, if I need to get more clients, it's reduce the cost, reduce the cost, which mm. can be counterintuitive. I mean, we've all heard yeah. these the stories of you know, people by mistake putting a zero on their pricing and now it finally selling. You've just increased the value. It's mm-hmm. crazy how this can actually work. But the go-to is reduce the price. How can we get more people in? Well, you're losing the value. You're losing the confidence. You're actually losing your audience. Oh, so yeah. the way you just eloquently described that is the price increases, the, the value increases, and you lucky little thing, you get to come in at, at this level. Oh, my yeah. gosh. No brainer. But if you don't want to, no problem. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah. So the psychology of your clients, mm-hmm. what do you find are their biggest, because this is the Unforget Yourself show. Mm-hmm. Forget the strategies and and, and platforms and all that stuff that's, that's needed, but mm-hmm. it doesn't yep. mean whether you fail or succeed. What do you find are the challenges that they have themselves with this pricing structure, with changing from the, the cohorts, what they've probably been drilled for years and years, that this, this is what you need to do? What are the personal challenges that you find? So you're, we're both on the same page. So I am the the strategy, the tactics, the quiz, funnel, queen, all of those things. And I say it all the time, none of that stuff matters a damn because once you know how to do that, that becomes the easy bit. And it's literally just button pushing. Everything comes to what's going on between your two years and everything comes down to mindset and how you are growing into that business owner, growing into that coach. Mm. Um, and it's like everything is actually mindset and one of the the big reasons why we kind of brought a mindset coach into our programs early on because what I was observing with the clients was even though they maybe know what buttons to push now they know the strategy there's all of the stuff as you've just kind of related to all of the stuff coming up for them and they're just like and it's it's breaking down those internal barriers and the whole charging your worth conversation and being able to and balancing the whole charging your worth conversation with let's go and actually coach people let's get some clients let's get some testimonials some social proof and allow Mm. that to bolster your confidence which then goes on to help you to like um increase your prices and all of those things in the future yeah because we we say this all the time you know people come to us and forget yourself in one of three camps number one clarity 
I, I, I don't know what I want. I have no idea. Number two, I know exactly what I want. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Number three, I know exactly what to do. I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now that is the sweet spot. That's where we find you have all the platform strategies. You've done all the courses, read all the books. You know all this stuff. Yeah. There is a block. There is a challenge. There is something holding you back that you found with, with your clients. With some people, they're like, ah, I, you told me to do? Let me just do it. Send his email start. Da, 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 da. Success. It's all good. Other people, pause, go dorsal. Maybe they run away. Because yeah. now, oh, you mean I need to be... I need to be seen as the business owner. Yeah. Or, or, they stay, to... yeah. or they stay in the busy work. So they, you know, they play in Canva and do the social media posts and fix their website for a thousandth time and change their fonts once more and maybe play with their logo for three weeks and all of these busy but staying safe activities. I see this all the time. Yeah. So give me one tactic. Give me one thing that someone can apply today to stop them from feeling so safe from playing small to get them over that self-sabotage faux action doing all the side quests all the dumb shit that we don't need to do but we find ourselves doing and we can justify what would that be one thing i would say is unbreakable standards so this is something that kasha my mindset coach she um brings to me and it is having these unbreakable standards that no matter what every single day Mm. you do x and that x should be um, for the person say for example who's doing those staying safe activities it could be it has to be like an income generating activity they're going live and inviting people to their workshop they are having that conversation with somebody on social media mm-hmm. they are building their network they are making connections they are going on a podcast they are doing these things that just become their unbreakable standards yeah. and I think it's a huge shift from having something on your to-do list versus making it an unbreakable standard when you hold yourself to high account, then that just becomes something that is non-negotiable and you literally just follow through on it. Love that. Just a shift in perspective, just labeling in a different way can have such a dramatic effect. Try that. See how it works, everyone. But let's flip this around because we can talk all day long about all the all the things that we help other people with mm-hmm. and what they can do. Let's bring it back to us. So with, with your business, with your evolution, you were talking about you know, bringing on as you raise your prices, you brought on more coaches. Mm-hmm. You made your offer absolutely irresistible. You brought in all these things that make it such a great platform, great, such a great service. What's been your evolution through this process? And what have you found to be like tough that maybe you never saw coming? <laughs> How long have you got? Uh, <laughs> we could talk for weeks. So it has been it's been a ride. Um, I think for every online online entrepreneur, it is always it's always a journey. Um, and I think for me, it's like when you kind of get out of the other side of the figuring out your niche and your offer and your market message match and your lead generation strategies and all of that kind of tactical stuff. Yeah. I think when you get to the other side of that. I really have a hundred stories that I could share with you of like the pain that I went through in those journeys. But now I'm kind of moving more into this space where, as you mentioned, it's like we now are, I've always had the, the VAs and the social media managers and that type of a team doing all of the busy work for me, but moving now more into having in-house coaches in my team working inside of my programs on my behalf with all mm. of their amazing areas of kind of subject matter expertise um, and it's so phenomenal, but I'm really finding myself um, going through an up level of, crikey, it's not just like 
the Maeve Ferguson Roadshow, it's just like this actually growing into like a real proper business. And I'm the I'm the boss. And I think it's for me, it's moving from being as you as you, t- you talk about that solopreneur to being that that leader and that visionary for everybody on the team. What was that moment that you were like, shit? <laughs> I, I, I'm I now have to be this person. When did it actually kick in? Because it's never when it actually happens. It's always after the event, and then we realize, uh oh, I I have a team. I, when when did that happen? When did, when did this happen? So it was actually it was actually fairly recently. So we hosted our first um, luxury um, VIP retreat, like an in person retreat, in Northern Ireland um, last uh, June. So it's very very recent. And with guest speakers flew in from all over the world and all of our coaches flew in from all over the world and guests were there. It was just the most incredible experience. And off of the back of that, there was a lot of collaboration opportunities, a lot of JV mm. relationships created off the back of this retreat. And um, a couple more team members came into the team off the back of that. And then, as you say, it was like you're kind of looking around and we're hosting this team meeting going when when or how did this all like magically fall out of the sky and it's it's so funny because I'm a a huge believer in the universe and energy and all of those things and it was like um the retreat in the first instance I said in January wouldn't it be really cool to host a retreat sometime in my brain thinking like 10 years in the future five months later there we all were in Northern Ireland and I had said around that time as well that my my vision and my my goals for 2023 and 2024 were to bring in all of these different coaches into my programs for all of the different areas Mm -hmm. of scaling an online business and then here we are it's what nine months later and you know there's there's four in-house coaches now in, inside of the team so be careful what you speak into existence <laughs> oh you, that declaration that you've made I, this is what i want and we yeah. know this that yeah. when you make a declaration the universe will bring a challenge yep. and it'll also bring an opportunity yep. so do we focus on the threats and that's the little universe saying do you really want it yeah. and we get to answer that mm-hmm. so when you stepped into this and now you're you are that ceo what are the traits that you have to break what are the things that you're like yeah at this at this level here are the mm-hmm. here are the new personas that i need to hold here are the new jobs that i need to do what needs to change for you to get into this place of okay this is who i want to be this is who i need to be Mm, yeah brilliant question so I think for me and I, the, the people on my team know this they know that I'm a little bit of a gremlin I used to be an accountant I'm mad about data everything is run by data I'm massively process driven it drives them completely scabby um they they chuckle at me is the best way I would put it they're just like oh me it's away on a down, down a little rabbit hole building spreadsheets and I think that for me is that's this dynamic between being that visionary and integrator type and being able to grow mm. it to be in that leader um, and being able to swoop down into the detail when I need to be. But also I think leading by example is hugely important. And I think holding space for new coaches as they join our team for them to grow into their roles and get into flow in terms of delivering to clients and things like that yeah. and finding their own groove and also probably letting go of the reins a little bit in terms of um, I'm very process driven and it kind of drives me bananas if people don't follow process and I need to kind of learn to, to let go of that a little bit and allow people to kind of flow in their own creative way that they do. 
what's the hardest thing about letting go? What is it that um, is tough for you or you're trying to avoid or that you're scared of? Why is that? I think it's I think it's because it's client facing and this is this is something that's really come up for me like very recently um with the new in-house coaches. Um and like we talk about this openly, so I know I know they won't mind me talking about it, but it's something it's because they're client facing, whereas all all the VAs under the sun, social media managers, all of those those things are amazing, but they aren't nobody's to say, for example, social media managers, nobody's paying them to you know they're not paying to look at my free social media content for example whereas people inside your high ticket containers you're then bringing these other personalities these other people these other um, beings to to them and it's yeah. it's my choice as to the people that I'm choosing to bring in to be their coaches and they essentially you know, they signed up for a program with me and it's like putting these personalities in the room and being able to manage that and I think it's because it's client face and that's the, that's the biggest shift for me and and, and trusting and knowing that yeah. they're a gazillion times better at their subject matter expertise than I would be and then just trust in the universe that they are the right person so you can let go of the social media because that's not they haven't paid it's yeah. not so much weight yeah. behind it that's but with, with even your clients yeah okay perspective time mm-hmm what if oh my gosh what if you could shift that perspective around because you have just eloquently described it's easy to let go social media this isn't paid for i mean those people can have their mm-hmm. do the right thing but behind a paywall oh it needs to be it's my stand you, what did you say earlier unbreakable sta- you have your unbreakable standards that's probably your double-edged sword which is great but mm-hmm. also it can be wielded in, in the wrong place yeah so to switch those things around your social media actually that that shows non-paying people that is a part of a lead generation that almost is is more important that brings people through the bloodline of a business mm-hmm. once they're in they they're there for mm-hmm. the transformation not yeah. for you so it might be and then again there's no rule which means there must be some business out there that everything is weighted towards the social media the, the, the marketing the sales and fulfillment is that's just easy it's more it's lighter mm-hmm. so if that is not true and it's not a rule how can you switch that perspective or even leverage what you feel for your social media to this yeah. is it making sense or have i gone off on a tangent here <laughs> no no it definitely is making sense i think it's for me it's like it's something that i um speak to a lot with my own mindset coach is that this like sometimes I feel like I care more about my clients business than, than they care about their businesses it's like I obsess about you know every move they're making and the wins that they're yeah. having the wins that they're not having and the breakthroughs that they get and the breakthroughs that they don't get and it's like I am obsessed with that kind of client delivery piece and making sure that they are getting the transformation that they desired and mm. um, sometimes at a cost to myself yeah because you you, you're always the hamster wheel is always running thinking about them and to be honest a lot of the time I find myself thinking more about their businesses than I do my own oh okay and that pressure yeah oh my gosh it's self-created pressure right yeah the joy the joys of being a type a overachiever (laughs) it's marvelous (laughs) okay okay little miss type a so yes 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 (laughs) now that is a label Oh, yeah. about labels. Right. That is a label that you can yeah. use as a crutch or you can use as a yeah. uh, something to leverage. Mm-hmm. So 
where can you place that? What we gave the audience a tool, a tactic to be able to leverage themselves. How can you leverage yourself in this situation? You need to become the leader that you're mm -hmm. born to be, that your team needs, that your clients need, that everyone else around you needs. Mm -hmm. As you level up, because you sounds like you're in between identities, and we all are mm -hmm. in each transition. Definitely. To be able to let go, to be able to leverage your skill sets, your human design, what you're mm -hmm. born to do, what you love to do, where your skills are. What could you give up today, but you feel like you can't or you won't because insert excuse? Mm, now you're asking. Okay, so what could I give up today that I can't or I won't? I think taking on responsibility for clients behaviors and actions or lack of actions i think that's something that i allow to weigh heavy on me and I, I have been working on it a lot over the last kind of couple of years to if they buy a program and don't open it that is not my fault if they if they um buy a program and don't take any action that is not on me and that's something that i i still to be totally honest i still grapple with that it's like surely if this you know if it was good enough they would like they would all do the work and they would and, and just human behavior if they're not like yeah. that that's that's okay but that's the still the thing that i struggle to um fully accept that that's okay because and i want them to want it as much as i want it for them here's a different angle what if it's true what if it is true the yeah people have to be have their own responsibility to allow people to not show up, to not commit fully to mm -hmm. crumbs. Let's put it back into teams. Oh, for your team to not sometimes do exactly what you say to do, to not fulfill in the way that you may have fulfilled in that particular question or area or call. To hold that as good enough. Mm. That's a great question. So this this good enough piece is it's probably something that is actually like I can kind of trace back to. Like I've always been the I've come first in everything I've done in my entire life. I've been always like I win this and I win that. And it doesn't matter if it's academia or when I used to be a jockey or when I used to like win long distance races. It doesn't really matter. And just one of those. It's it's irritating, but it's like one of those. So good enough isn't okay, and that is not a great thing to live with um all the time because some sometimes I would I would love to be like oh just let's watch Netflix but then I don't want to because I want to be the best and it's it's this um I'm not describing this very well it's like a a pull towards wanting to be brilliant at everything all of the time which can again, be, back to, can back be to pressure mm, back to pressure yeah back to pressure the curse of the entrepreneur mm. but i can trace it though back to corporate as well like i spent four years in bed um with a virus um, when i was in corporate and again this was probably through pushing oh. i was you know my career was flying i was running marathons i was pushing my body to the nth degree to be the best of the best of the best in all the things mm -hmm. and i caught a virus and i spent four years in bed Was your body screaming you to stop? What, oh, what are yeah. the, what are the, <laughs> yeah, you didn't like really, ask questions. Really like, yes, I'm like, it. I'm a machine, but this will not impact me, you know? 
the best thing that's ever happened is having having babies that really puts manners on you because you you go from I'm just a machine to actually I have 10 hours a week where I can work on my business and that's all I have so that that's been a real um interesting journey in releasing control and been able to do all the things because I have my babies at home with me here but I could also suggest that's been forced it has not been a choice so you have to do this so it's Mm. against your will therefore I have to do this which means you've lost that initial bit of momentum understanding awareness that's been bypassed look I'm already working less no you've had to yeah no it's all but therefore you missed a fundamental part I would potentially suggest I don't know but it there might be something there Look, we could dive into this for another crumbs half now. This has been fantastic. Look, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing not only your business, but your story behind the scenes as you go to that next level. It's it's so fascinating. Yeah, thank you so, so much for having me on. Uh, It has been a beyond interesting conversation. So thank you. You're so, so welcome. And hey, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, yep, so the best place to go is to uh, com forward slash evergreen. And that is a workshop that shares the four laws to filling your coaching programs. Awesome. Everyone, please go check that out. It's fascinating. It's beautiful. So, Maeve, thank you so much for being here and thank you for playing on. Thank you very much. Thank you for having You're me. So, so welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.